Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Okay, yeah, so just to go in greater depth of the family meeting yesterday, I wanted to include Sherry's input, and Sherry was one of the organizers of the family meeting yesterday, Sherry, we we're just talking before about um, how powerful it was and how refreshed everyone felt after it. Um, Marie, who's one of my best friends who's here with me, she didn't get to join because the club hit capacity so fast. <laughs> I think she joined for like the last, what, like half an hour maybe? Half an hour. I came in when uh, Deacon Joseph was having a very powerful... Deacon Joseph. Oh, Joseph. <laughs> having this very powerful speech like and it kind of made me well up a little bit i was like what did i just walk into right <laughs> right now yeah so that was the one i was able to join but it yeah. seemed seemed really con- conducive and- so yeah just for everyone to, everyone who didn't get to join or see the whole thing so they have more contest uh sorry context um yeah it was very powerful i think it was great um i didn't expect it to go bad but i i was kind of anxious on how it was gonna go just from things i was seeing previously but i definitely want to get your perspective from how it went about planning and how you feel coming out of it because you're kind of one of the OG Black Twitter members, I would say. Like I said, I'm a bit younger, so I didn't really know too much. But yeah, I'd love to get your point of view about it. Um, So when we had planned it, like it was very like the day it happened. So yesterday when it happened, literally the planning went in the day before, like, and it was the communication with everybody that was on board was kind of really spotty. Cause we're, like I had tweeted, we all have our hands in so many different projects right now, even though we're in a pandemic, like we've all just been busy with a lot of things. And um, so basically when, you know, the tweets had hit the timeline, um, there were allegations that were brought up against me that I was um, a known colorist and that I had made um, certain comments um, towards my ex-boyfriend Royston while we were dating. And to see those, it like, it really did bother me because at the time I wasn't even aware of the role I had to play in it. Um, And that was me speaking from my privilege, like not even thinking me being an enabler or me saying certain things to him um, was also fueling this larger issue of colorism in our community. Um, And I felt like the the tone of the timeline, I felt like if I spoke, it was like a damned if I do, damned if I don't situation. And I Mm -hmm. didn't think it was gonna be productive. 
Um, so I actually reached out to CN, who was um, a mediator on the, um, the Zoom conversation last night, who is the founder of TVOC Network, um, which is uh, the voice of the community, um, and which I've been working with them since uh, a couple of weeks ago when we had our, our tragic incident in Toronto um, with Regis's family. And I just said, hey, just so you know, like this is what's being said about me. Um, in full transparency, this is what's being said about me. And being that we're working together, I want you to be aware of that, especially since the foundation is created by Black people, it's for Black people, it's for the community. Like, I have to be transparent. And it was just her idea. Initially, she was like, let's get on, let's go on Instagram Live. Like, you and Royce go on Instagram Live, you kind of address it. And I was just like, you know what, that's a bit too much of an intimate setting and it takes away from the conversation that really needs to be had with the people affected. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, you know, why don't we do a Zoom or a WebEx or a group FaceTime? Like she started shooting ideas out there and I said, you know what, Zoom would probably be the most controlled setting that we could do it in. And then we literally just went to work. I just asked Royce and said, hey, how do you feel about this? Give me a couple dates and times. He said he was down. Um, and then I started thinking like, who's unbiased and on the timeline that we can reach out to? And then we reached out to Jordan because Jordan is just loved by everybody. Um, and we felt like that would be the best idea. And like I said, it honestly came together in chaos. Literally 15 minutes before the Zoom started was when we all spoke together on the phone for the first time and said, right. What's the game plan. Like we had 15 minutes to figure it out. Um, and we just went with it. And honestly, like it couldn't have gone any better because as you mentioned, like the things that were transpiring on the timeline beforehand, it, I really went into it thinking like, this is just probably going to be counterproductive to what we were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And did you think that you were going to bring that many people in? Cause like I said, the club at capacity, probably, no, like I wouldn't even say like four minutes in, it was already at like a hundred people. And I was like, people were like, I can't get in. I was like, Girl, I don't know the bouncer, like. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Um, no, I actually had no idea it would hit capacity. Um, I really thought it was just going to be me and, like, the six people I have, have problems with on Twitter, like, just going back and forth. I didn't think it was actually going to be as many people coming with an open perspective and willing to participate. And, yeah, I remember, like, I just saw it starting to fill up. I couldn't even keep up with admitting everybody that was in the waiting room. And at the same time, I was, like, texting Royston, who was habitually late for everything. And I was like, you need to get in right now or I can't help you. Like, because mm -hmm. <laughs> it was already at, like, 90 at that point we hadn't joined. And I was like, you need to get in right now or you're going to miss your spot. And it was crazy. I literally had people, like, I felt like I was a promoter. People were texting me, like, yo, take <laughs> someone out and let me. And I was like, uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> You're just going to have to wait in the waiting room until somebody drops out. And it, like, stayed stagnant at 100 for the mm -hmm. entire four hours. Like, people were dropping out and coming right back in. And it was crazy. Like, I really didn't think that that many people were going to tune in, that many people were going to participate. Um, I don't know if you guys have mentioned it, but it did go on for like four hours and initially mm -hmm. we were only going to do it for two, thinking that would have covered all the bases and like, it could have really gone on all night because I know people were still wanting to talk, but I was right. like, guys, we got to wrap it up. I got to be up at 6 a.m. for work. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. We can do this again another time. Yeah. And how do you feel like personally coming out of it, like from your personal perspective, even outside of planning it, like listening to everyone speaking, kind of say their piece and touch on issues that they have like what are your personal feelings coming out obviously I know they're positive but just want to hear them in your words honestly like I literally feel like all of today I felt like just on cloud nine like just proud of myself proud of everyone but like really proud of myself for the personal growth 
um, before mm -hmm. we even like congregated before we had that zoom call, I was having private conversations with people and there's like, you know what, like the tone on the timeline, like maybe we should, maybe you should just reschedule. Like a lot of people are just kind of reaching out obviously with their best interests. Like maybe this isn't the best way to go about it. And I was, I literally was going to cancel it. Like literally at seven o'clock, I was making calls and saying like, maybe we should just cancel and reschedule for another day and get oh, more wow. people on it. And like having anxiety because I was just like, this is not going to end well. And like, like you mentioned, like I've been on Twitter since, since I was still in high school. I'm a grown, a touching 28 year old soon. I've been on there for about 11 years. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, like I know how people in Toronto get down, like this can get messy. I don't want to open this conversation. And then by the, by the end of the day, we're at people's houses trying to fight. Like, that's not what we want to <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <now>. Like, <laughs> That's what honestly I was scared of. I was like, I feel like someone's gonna drop my address, and yeah. all of a sudden we're all gonna get disconnected, and it's gonna be like darkness. <laughs> I really thought it was just like you know, like I was gonna blink, and it was just gonna be a full out brawl, like mm -hmm. <laughs> on the streets with all of us. And I just, I, I really am proud of myself because I know how I can get, and sometimes right. I'm not receptive and open to hearing people critiquing me, and I will automatically get defensive. Well, and that's the cancer in us. We have the same yeah, birthday. So. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> And CN was just like to me, you need to check your ego and your pride and just be open to hearing mm -hmm. whatever it is people are going to say. And that is hard to right. do. Like, that is a really hard thing to do, especially when you're dealing with people that you have years of like personal problems with. That is a really mm -hmm. hard concept to do, especially between like women to women when you have those type of issues for me to just even be a bigger person when I'm just like, why should I? Right. right. That's how I've carried myself my entire life. Why do I have to be the big person, bigger person, sorry, to, to then go to where I was yesterday? Like just the amount of people that even reached out to me were like, yo, I'm so proud because of how well you handled it because the old Sherry wouldn't have even been able to be in a space like this, to have this mm -hmm. conversation. Like it would have just been like, here's my address. Let me know when you're here. You know? Like, right. <laughs> So for us to have it, like, I really got really emotional yesterday. And like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not gonna let these people see me cry just yet. Like we have some other topics we need to talk about, but I wanted to ball my eyes out because of all, like every, everybody's growth, mm -hmm. everyone's growth from it. And like, I just felt so amazing today. And just for everybody to say like, this really helped them and how healing it was. I've never known myself to be a healer. I've never put myself in that position, but and it wasn't even something I wanted to like, you know, that wasn't a position I was trying to take on. I just was like, you know what, let's just find a way to fix it. But right. for it to turn into a conversation that was healing and people left light and said, you know, like I, I just woke up so, you know, in such good spirits this morning, like it just felt so amazing. And I hope that I can continue to do that for our community. Yeah, this was a, a first step, but a great first step. I think, I think it was huge because I mean, I've had my fair share of arguments. I mentioned earlier, like things with people who were in that meeting that, you know, I didn't expect to ever sit with them and ex like be so open to speak in front of those people and accept what they were saying. Something that was also big for me as well. And I think it allowed some healing. I reached out to people who I haven't spoken to because of stupid issues in the past or up and downs in friendships. So that was also big for me too. And I also think one thing before that I was, I think people didn't expect it to be so emotional which is how we were seeing people had questions, valid questions about like, right. you know, we need a professional and this is political, this is a deeper issue and colorism is right. from history. Like, you know, I, I always saw that, which are valid questions, but I really don't think people really expected to go in there. Like it's a, it was called family meeting. 
Right, so, right. you know, when you go into, and even I was like, when you go into a family meeting, you know, it's supposed to be emotional. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to vent to each other and express yeah. your feelings. So I think people kind of missed that idea and didn't actually accept it until they stepped in the room. They're like, oh damn, like we're, we're talking, like we're, we're expressing ourselves. So I think that was kind of the miscommunication, but I'm glad it came to light as soon as that meeting started and everything was so positive. There wasn't one moment where I kind of questioned anything. And I, I commend you for starting that. That was great. And I hope we can continue it. Cause like we kind of spoke on the podcast, which you'll hear when we finish it. Um, we need to uplift. We're so much stronger as a unit yeah. and we need to uplift each other and we need to support the black community. And like Marie was saying, a part of the podcast as well. Um, we really need to make sure that our dollar stays within the black community. Absolutely. And that's a big thing. And I think that this will help. I think that we have so many creative people that we know too, whether they're creatives or marketers or, people who love to throw parties and get the community together or business oriented. Just, we have so many minds out, even outside of just the Twitter, Toronto, Twitter, black community, just the black right. community in general in Toronto. Right. So even if we reach out to them by some way, I think it's huge and we can definitely change the city let alone the world. Yeah. So. And I just feel like yesterday was like such a huge first step for us to take. And I was just even thinking like, you know, like, us in Toronto, like we're such an aggressive bunch. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We're passionate. We will argue. Face capital. <laughs> exactly, and we will ride and die behind our opinions. Like that's just mm-hmm. how we are. And imagine if we just took that energy instead of fighting each other, we start to fight like the bigger enemy. You the know, bigger what I mean? issue. Like, exactly. Bigger issue. Like if we could band together and just take on like the policies, the systematic imp- uh, oppression, like talking to politicians, talking to the police. Like imagine mm-hmm. if we came forward, like. Uh, a forefront and said like we're not going to tolerate this anymore but with the same aggression we were giving each other to the people mm-hmm. that are holding us back Amen. like we would change and we will change like I feel like yesterday was a big step and I think we're all starting to get it and you know this is a conversation I even had both prior to this is like this generation has lived through 2011 with we saw Trayvon Martin we saw mm-hmm. you know Mike Brown, we've saw so many injustices happen. And I think we're at a point where we're fed up and we're starting to see like, guys, we really need to get it together. But in Toronto, it's just like those personal issues were holding us back from ever getting together. And I'm glad that we could just bury that yesterday and continue to keep each other accountable and continue to keep the peace because man, like I said, we're a force to be reckoned with. If anything Mm -hmm. was proven last night, it's that when we come together, we're powerful. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I was just going to say, just from the outside looking in, because, um, you know, part of the issue kind of was personal in terms of things Royston may have said or whatever. But um, looking at it, I just thought, like, this is a great platform, a great forum. And how could this potentially be scaled up to kind of reach people beyond us right like like i'm an outsider in a way like i know certain characters here and there but i think uh the themes that were touched yesterday colorism um racism black unity all this stuff like um these themes happen in everyday like relationships friend groups or etc and I think what happened yesterday, it would be amazing if it was scaled up in a way to to impact other other groups of black people, you know, our age group or younger. And so I was wondering if you like had spoken with the people that hosted it with you yesterday, moderated with you and any ideas for going forward to kind of scale this idea up? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think once we all debriefed and we touched base today, I think everybody that was um, helping and that was behind it, we're all just like, you know what, we're, we're down to continue it. We're down to continue having these conversations. And um, so we had, you know, created the Twitter last night um, at family meeting, but it's missing all the vowels. I won't bother spelling it out, but you get the Yeah, joke. I'll definitely <laughs> include it. I'll include it when I post everything. <laughs> and um, I opened that conversation, like, guys, like, send me your critiques. Like, if there were things that were missing yesterday, because, like, we didn't know what we were doing. We're just a bunch of Twitter people that just came together and said, yo, this has to change. Like, we got to stop with this negativity. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I said that yesterday. That was the first thing I, that came out of my mouth is that I am in no way able like a leader or you know what i mean or facilitator for this conversation especially about colorism um but i'm i want us to talk about it and mm -hmm. we definitely are like taking in what topics and critiques people are saying we're definitely gonna upgrade the zoom account so more people can get in <laughs> <laughs> so that more people can participate because i know a lot of people kind of said like we want to see the recording because we weren't mm -hmm. able to get in um, so it's definitely a conversation. We're just trying to manage it in a way that we took in all the concerns on the timeline. We, it's been noted. It's, it did not go unheard and how we can kind of push forward in the future and make sure that we're not being exclusionary in any aspect. Um, but yeah, everybody that was on it yesterday was down to continue. So I'm really, really thankful that we did come together. Um, and, you know, like I said, you guys who are listening to this, feel free to send your your topic suggestions people who you think could be a host like we're open to changing the people that were on there we're kind mm -hmm. of it's the same group but the hosts are always interchangeable the mediators are always interchangeable the facilitators guest speakers all of that is open to anyone who wants to jump in because it's an open space for people to talk um, oh, yeah, that's great. Make that clear, like, because I think that was kind of lost in translation with the graphic. And, you know, anybody reading this again, I like, sorry, hearing this again, I do apologize. Like, it's kind of hard to articulate what the vision I had. Um, mm -hmm. and what, like, what happened yesterday was kind of a small, like, the vision I had was a very small percentage of what transpired. But right. that's what I had seen. And there's no way to really articulate how I wanted that to happen. So I'm glad people came in with an open mind to see. And we're always willing to take in new people who want to speak because I'm not trying to silence anybody within our community. I want to amplify that voice. Yeah, you're right. Now, I think Jordan had a tweet that was like, for all the new people following me, I hope you realize I'm not a full-time activist. And I felt that because I was like, I'm literally not. I'm here to bring the change, but I'm literally like, I. this is not like I never, not, it's obviously a passion, but yeah, this is not like something I think about full time. It's just, I'm here to make a change and I'm going to do whatever that takes. I'm going to use my voice in the best way I can. So I commend you for doing that. Thank you very much for including me and inviting me personally. Um, I was very glad I can be a part of history, I would call it. So Yeah, it really was. And I honestly, like I, I, I said it to you personally and I'll say it to you again, like I'm so thankful that you came and that you used your voice and you articulated yourself really well and you asked the right questions. And like, I just can't be any more thankful not just for you, but for every person that participated yesterday because it just made the conversation that much more meaningful. Yeah, so yeah, that was great. Thanks for joining though. No Hopefully we hear this back in. This is great, guys. <laughs> but yeah, episode one, premiere. <laughs> yeah, you'll meet her eventually. Okay, thanks, Sherry. No problem, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.